0: Regina Nissan presenting sponsor of off the Huzzle podcast. And this month you can get into the all new Nissan during the let's go Nissan sales event, at least the 2021 Nissan kicks during the month of November for 1.5% for 36 months or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan frontier, the redesigned 2022 Nissan pathfinder and Nissan frontier have returned to rugged with today's technology. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Drive Nissan.
1: And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. Nine, shot. Shot, shot, shot. Turn down for what? You're listening to Off the Hazel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode off the of Huzzle, episode 101. My name is Drew Coaster. I'm your host. I'm joined by Stat Guy Rip. We don't have my brother on today, but we got all the way down from Alabama, Tori Coglin, to join us. Full agenda. The boys are here. Uh, obviously, we missed Troy, but we got another T to replace the other T. So, uh, boys, what's going on? Fellas. Missed me last week. I was getting pinned at the rider game. Good to be back, though. Happy honey. How- yeah. How was the rider game? It was a good time. It was uh it wasn't even that cold, but I fucking my feet froze off my body. Like it just, they almost had to get <laughs> a, get a wheelchair to get me out of that place. I heard it's cold as hell up there today. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Well, the game in Winnipeg today was a joke. Minus 30. 70k hey, wins. That
1: was a tough one. I watched yeah. most of the game. That was that was tough. Tough finish, but
0: good season. Just Bear down. Oh, silly! Just snapped one. Watching silly right now. Deadly. Yeah, Riders had a bear down. Yeah, they did. On. They had five turnovers or yeah. forced five turnovers. So. I'm not an expert, but this sounds stupid.
1: On third down at the end of the game, I feel like they should have ran it. Like because the previous third
0: down they ran it and had miles of room. Did, how with the, they had a third down earlier in that drive and they slung one downfield on third down. Yeah. Wasn't caught. Wasn't. Yeah. That was a, a wild call. Yeah. I was like, oh, game's over. And they're like, we got a first down. I'm like, what is happening now in the CFL? Yeah. Right. Like that's so bad. Yeah. Silly snap on boys. Two I'm on one down it. the left wing. Who are you? Yeah. Up. Short side, low block. This is great for listeners. This yeah. is huge. <laughs> 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 All right, quickly I mentioned that this is a Nissan Driven Podcast. Number one PlayStation next vehicle, oil exchange, or any vehicle related needs located on eleven eleven Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Boys, I am battling today. We had a game last night in the I was yelling like crazy because yeah, communicating. Lost my voice, minute in the game, eight seventy-four hauls. I'm a joke today. So you're Fake sucking wood. on fishermen friends. <laughs> Sound like OP, yeah. <laughs> Huge win for the boys, though.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: a 2. Yeah, we uh, yeah, is what it is. And then we have the week off, we don't put till Saturday, so we'll be uh, practicing the D zone this week, boys. Yeah. So for listening, be ready to rock. I might be a pilot beat storm this week. Hmm. Crazy not to, yeah, really Great. not to. What's uh, well, Tori Turner, what's uh, what's going on? What's up? How are things? All right, turn. Not much going on with me. I mean, we're done for the next fucking 40 days. So we're literally practicing, just doing skills. Um, getting high stick somehow and have to go get fucking stitches and practice our still. But um, yeah, we're I'm just chilling, waiting to go. I got fuck was it nine days till I'm down in Mexico, fellas. Mexico. Mexico. Me and A Bancer are going golfing together. That'd be sick. DM me. Abe, what's up? Hey, Abe so that'd kind of cool. You're not he, in Mexico. He could right? fit his
1: driver through your the gap in your bottom teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, that's why I've been storing all my extra change so it doesn't have to sit in my pocket. That's a good call. I like that. All right, Tori, what's up with you, man? What's going on? Well,
1: Alabama. Big that's dub about. last big dub. Oh, huge upset. I did not expect them to win, oh and they God. they ran the show. Well, in the first quarter, they were getting dummied, and I was yeah. like, we're going to lose 50 to zip. And then after that, they just took over, and huge win. So we got Cincinnati, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. I don't know what it is, but um, so fired up about that. Um, we are pretty much officially moving. Nice. No, hey? Yeah, so – pretty fired up about that we're going instead of being 20 minutes east of Birmingham we're going to be about 30 minutes south so it's about a 40 minute drive from where we were but still Birmingham area Um, but that's so that's new and exciting Deadly man that's yeah man we're fired up scared excited all that
0: well that's awesome I'm proud of you good job guys what about you host me yeah Nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, besides gargling on nails for last week, <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, I, I mean, we went out Friday night, I guess, watch a scene yeah, game, watch the Balcaras Bronx take on the Southie Marlins and Bernie and the, and the boys, uh, yeah, 174. So, congrats, guys. I, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, we show up to Southie five minutes late. Bronx are up four rip already. We're like fuck, do we go back to now or <laughs> an attendee change? Yeah, so, good thing we stayed though because it actually got a little interesting there. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll the watch Alby. get dummied from behind, and then Bernie got jumped in the middle of the ice. Like fuck, yeah. two guys you don't just run though. You don't run those guys. That's no, a an Delhey play for now. What's that?
1: Matt what Delhey play for now.
0: Uh, I don't He was
1: he with I think Bethune.
0: Oh yeah, I lost him in the lead final. <laughs> Buzzing around. Both sides mm. of the ice, me, Del- Deli's over here, Deli's over there. Was like, Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, funny it happens when you're good. Yeah. yeah. it's my cousin, shut up. But uh, I- yeah, I don't know if he's still playing anymore. I don't think so. I haven't sure seen him. I haven't seen him, like haven't him like. on a roster. No. But also good can't, talk. I can't confirm that. We Sorry. can like we can tweet it out and be like, where's Deli at? Where's he at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can just text him. I was That popped in my
1: head when you guys were talking about senior hockey.
0: Okay, so Tori, you talked about college football. Uh Rip, let's we want to do some hockey talk or golf talk. Or, uh, you know, baseball's gone now. Riders lost today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, where do we, where do you want to go, boys? And some golf talk here. All right. So what they have this week was that was this this week was the hero world, right? This yeah. week was. Halvin yeah. yeah. one? Was it Halvin? Yeah, Vic Victor. 18 Cheese. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Is that ever good? He's watching. In Norway. He's watching. It. No, I didn't <laughs> watch about <laughs> no. two minutes. No, was, not no I, was eating, I was eating raw onions instead for quick handy. What happened there? So just, uh, just, uh, having beers with the boys and there was oh, some shocker. money thrown on the table. Yeah. Shocker. Cougs having fun. There's money thrown on the table that I wouldn't be able to, uh, Eat a raw onion with a slice of cheese and some butter. So I fucking buckled down, took a big bite, and took some money home that night. You're like Trek. That's how you do it. Yeah. Didn't have to race anyone this time. That'd sick. You yeah, I almost had a race till Friday night. Someone asked you to race, I think. You almost had a race. Who are we talking to? Was it Friday or Saturday? Friday at the bar. Like unlike the uh... standing bar you like, you want to race? No, I'm just kidding. You're like, yeah, So I thought. No, he, this guy asked me to fucking chug a beer. I'm like, no, but I'll race you. <laughs> I chugged a beer Did, with him. This so are,
1: are you going to practice racing during the wintertime?
0: No. Yeah, strictly, no. He, he signed a full starship. to the U of R for race. race yeah. athleticism. That's just it. raw talent. You can't raw teach talent. that. You can't. I would say like raw reach, talent in hockey. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like being 6'4". You can't teach it. Nope some some just got it yeah okay so the golf was good, good chat boys um yeah. okay so <laughs> one. i think yeah. sam burns was second uh well, who, who was second schaffler then who burns yeah then Bernsey was tied with uh p reed oh fuck i want him on the podcast man patrick reed i think it would be i want Edward. his wife
1: on the podcast <laughs> Not, not for good looks, but if you guys listen
0: to other golf podcasts, she's a psycho. Oh, really? She's like I would love to have oh, I would yeah. love to have Jason Duffner's wife on this podcast. Is she funny too? Rocket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should get Patrick Rid wife on if she's funny as
1: shit. Dude, she's crazy. She's got this like Twitter account. I, I was gonna can't say, remember what it's called. But...
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I've seen that too that, that thing's yeah. ruthless. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she's always defending it and stuff like that. But, anyways, I'm
0: ranting. Okay. Uh, hockey talk, NHL. So, who's hot? Who's not? What's going on, boys? What are you seeing? Leafs. Uh, yeah, Leafs. Well, that- tough
1: one yesterday, though. But came back and got a point.
0: Yeah. They, uh, Linder, first point, First NHL point. How's a bump? Not a big deal. Um, Okay, speaking about, the, I'm going to go back to the Leafs, so. The Kennedys are at my house today, and so if anyone from Regina knows the Kennedys, Tate Kennedy has fucking 900 jerseys. Yeah, and uh, we got a, We got a couple stashed in the back wave, of like all of my jerseys that I've worn, and I have 900 of them too because I played on every fucking junior team in Canada. So great. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I pull out an Austin Matthews jersey, and Tate's like, "I want that one." He's like, literally, Matthew's the only guy that he doesn't have. So I was fucking wearing it around. I was like, "Suck it, Tate." <laughs> did you give it to him no it's my jersey <laughs> <laughs> I said ask for it for Christmas I like your shirt Drew thanks sask do you see was it who's the GM of the Ottawa Center Pierre Dorian sure I think Pierre Dorian yeah I think he like he like had a con- or press conference like three days ago four days ago it was like the rebuild's over it's time to start winning they're like one, eight, and one in their last 10. Yeah. It's like, oh, boy. Dude, how about like last place team in the whole league? So... Yeah. Marshawn, um, Rod Brendamore. There's someone else that are just calling out the league right now for being so soft. Yeah, Marshan. Brendamore. Yeah. Well, it is. Literally, Brendamore got fined 25K for just young ass. Yeah. Short emotion. Yeah. Oh, no. It's being a leader. He was upset. Yep. Lee is. I love Rod. Soft. Yeah. Rod the broad. He's a nail. Okay. We have to ask this story. Now I actually want to know this question or answer. I want to ask this question. I want to know what your thoughts were. Cause maybe people texted you about it. The last week's guest Jim Sissons was episode hundred. We sat on that one for about four weeks. Um, did you hear anything from your, from any of your buddies? Uh, just thoughts on that.
1: I got, I got one and that's it. Um, And he said he loved it, but um, I did get a message from your brother saying that he had gotten a lot, a lot of feedback. Cool. That's awesome. So good feedback. That's dope. No, that was really fun.
0: Yeah. Jimbo, what a beauty. DK was telling me a story today. Yeah. But he played, he played Jimbo in a two-man match when DK was 18. And they were, uh, they were on 17 at the Royal. And, uh, DK used to play a huge cut and, uh, he was, it was alternate shot at the time. And he was, uh, he was hitting the second shot on 17. He's got to go over the water. He had a five wood in his hands. And, uh, he's like with his partner, he's like, all right, just aim for the middle of green bail out Right. Cause there's lots of room right at 17. Yeah. DK is like, nah, he's aiming over the bridge, him <laughs> over the bridge, comes back, lands like three feet. They win the match. no. <laughs> yeah oh DK. my yeah beating the limp the legend jimbo yeah fuck
1: we don't jimbo. we don't call him jimbo that's <laughs> mr sissons
0: mr sissons i call him jimbo but that's fair yeah the legend mr sissons the legend. that's like uh sean avery goes to chirp uh i think it was it was joe sackick oh yeah yeah i, I saw that story yeah <laughs> i saw that so
1: holly pulled down
0: yeah you don't say anything to Mr. Sackick. Okay. What else you got here? Oilers? How about that? Oilers. Sure. McDavid's still a wagon. Uh, Ovi. Unreal. Did you see he's that stat? He's got like 270 more goals than Sid. And like 1,300 hits and the next guy yeah. is like 450. It's a joke. Do you guys think From- he's going to do it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No doubt in my mind. Thank Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. He's the best goal scorer ever. Dude, what he's doing. How old is he? 36, 37? He's on pace for like 130 points right now. Yeah. Is he that probably old? He's he's only yeah. a little bit of Crosby, though. Hold Crosby. Dude, he's played he's played 16. No, he
1: ain't that old. He's probably oh, well, Sid's 30... shoot, he's not far. He's probably 33 he's... 34.
0: Well, what's Sid? 31? Ovi's got uh... one year on Sid. Yeah. Dude, Ovi's 36 years old. Holy fuck. Yeah, and then Sid's 34. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Regardless though, yeah, I think he'll do it. Yeah, but he's, but what I, he's doing right away. now. What he's doing right now is absolutely outrageous. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's not like he, he's got 30 rips, I think, right now. Something stupid. But like he's also matching, like he had three apples the other night. Like cool.
2: he's
0: got 20, 20 goals now. Wolf. Okay. What uh, I'm trying to think also what we got here before we go to our guests today, anything
1: NFL going on. I'm watching an F one race. <laughs> Dude, my
0: team's so into that? They love that. No
1: way. I was going to yeah. say
0: who, who watches this? My side for me, but... I have so many guys on my team that are into it. Is it because really? of that Netflix thing? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I heard that was pretty pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I've never seen it, but like, yeah, these guys are way they bet on it. Like, damn, yeah.
1: No, I just what's F one like? What's, like? what's it called again? Formula One.
0: Formula One racing. So the I don't, they've I don't got know, like their the... league
1: championship right now going yeah. on in uh, like Dubai, I think. Sweet, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool enjoy listeners
0: <laughs> okay let's go to our guest today our guest uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this guy at sporty events hockey games anything like he said he did a cricket match one time unbelievable uh, Cameron Hughes this guy wears like 20 shirts and dances in crowds and gets him going throws him off his back and and we actually asked him the question like who did the last shirt of the night he's like leaking some poor bastard (laughs) triple xl and it's just sweaty i couldn't imagine in that shirt the Uh, last one yeah sounds like hot dogs and nachos (laughs) but (laughs) so anyhow cameron i like that dude funny um kind of a cool story though even like how like he doesn't do it doesn't do it buckled like everything's sober um he's like fell actually like during a during the event like that hurt himself really bad people are like ah he's like no like this isn't funny oh, but Actually like, hurt like just fell like four flights of stairs
3: <laughs> so
0: it's awesome it's legit so if you're doing this interview do it it's funny uh he's a good dude I had a lot of fun with it i kind of bugged him for like a couple of weeks and then we finally got him on he's in vegas right now he's been there like 30 times Big, well, I guess you say Vegas fan, but yeah, good at what he does. So, anything else, boys? Yeah, first time I ever saw this guy was uh, the Mormon Cup when it was in Stoon. <laughs> I remember just like sitting there watching this game, and all of a sudden, this guy's just going nuts right between a couple seats and he's yucking shirts everywhere. I'm like, who the hell is this donkey? Apparently, and I was like, oh, this guy's got hired to do this, kind of seems cool. Speaking yeah. of Vegas. Um, Henderson Silver Knights, COVID problems right now. So no one's allowed at the rink. Oh. Huey's Huey's golf seven times in the last seven days. Really? Insider. Fuck you, Huey. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. Tori, anything to add here before we go to our guest, Cameron Hughes today?
1: Uh you need to do some push
0: ups. Push ups?
1: <laughs> yep. Dude,
0: it's just the camera angle.
1: I look good. You're looking oh, a little nice. like a pear. A little, a little more than I want you to look like that.
0: Shaped like a wisdom tooth.
1: I'm trying to help you out, buddy. I like That's Des
0: quote. That's the Dez quote. You? Okay,
1: yeah, you look great. You're right. You're right.
0: Thanks. Okay, Cameron Hughes, uh, great podcast today, great interview. We hope you enjoy it.
4: Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms.
0: All righty. We are pleased to have on today from Ottawa, Ontario, a Canadian professional sports entertainer and a public speaker. He gets crowds at all levels up on their feet and energizes them. He's been hired for many events. I mean, we'll get to that later, but we're pleased to have on today, Cameron Hughes and not the hockey player, Cameron Hughes. Not
3: the hockey player, not the wine. (laughs) The bad dancer,
0: the bad dancer that gets people on on their feed. So yeah, uh, the
3: T-shirt guy. Really, I should have called myself the T-shirt guy from their early days. You know, I'd t-shirt have T-shirt guy. guy stores around the world. Crowd hype enthusiast. There, there's. Yeah, a lot. I've been called a lot of things. It started off as the dancing guy, and then super fan, crowd igniter, um, that guy, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: guy. You're not that guy, pal.
3: Yeah, get away from me, guy. <laughs>
0: okay Cameron first off uh like we said off record and you know, we appreciate you coming on the show um but how are things with you what's going on what's happening and you know obviously we mentioned that you're back to work and back in in some events so uh what's new and what's happening and what's exciting
3: yeah I mean it's it's a funny thing because I was down in the states in Jan- June uh, when the uh NHL playoffs were on and doing games with no masks the only mask you know was Flurry's mask and uh and, and now it's, a, you know, things are a little different. But the good news is, as we all know, events are happening again. Uh, team executives are like, okay, fans are coming. What can we do? Um, we got to shake things up. we got to move them. So uh, I've been fortunate to do a couple NHL gigs across Canada and some minor league games. And so it's just good to get back out there, you know, connect with the fans. And uh, unfortunately, I have to wear a mask for now in a lot of the venues, but uh, I think that'll change soon.
4: Just noticed, but really like your shirt. Thank you. I'm
3: from Canada, but I'm a cheer for Vegas. I like that. This went over well when they played Montreal. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
1: My my
3: French family disowned me.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe you and Rob Peterson probably, you're both Vegas fans living from Canada. So, yeah. Uh, Cameron, I want to talk about, you know, uh, you're from Ottawa, correct?
3: I'm from Ottawa. Yeah, I'm in BC now, but um, born and raised in Ottawa. You know, a government town, a little sleepy. So people laugh when they see what I do. They're like, wait a minute. How did a guy that, you know, grew up in, you know, staunchy, conservative, quiet Ottawa, you know, go on to be the hype guy. (laughs) I think I did the opposite of what everyone was saying to do, right? You you mentioned you're in BC now. How are you making out with all the flooding issues there? Uh, You know, it's been tough for a lot of people here, but luckily we're on the island. So we're pretty, we're, we're, we're lucky, but. Yeah. I feel for everyone. It's been, it's been a crazy time.
4: Yeah. It's terrible seeing it all over the news. It's just some of the scenes you see, it's it's just, it's hard to fathom okay. how, how bad it is, you know?
3: Yeah. I, mean, um, I think we need more reminders to live each day, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
0: Cameron, so growing up in Ottawa, uh, let's talk about a young Cameron Hughes, some of your hobbies. What were you doing? Was it hockey? Was it soccer? Was it baseball? Uh, was it uh, sports in general? I mean, what were you up to as, as a youngster?
3: Yeah, I was the kid who tried a lot of things, but never kind of went past the, uh, hey, you're good at this, (laughs) or you're good enough at this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I played a lot of different sports as a kid. I think, um, you know, like, you know, young, young kids growing up in Canada, we were lucky to kind of roam free. And I think the roaming free is what sort of, um, you know, in many ways, opened my eyes and concept to socialization, because I was just the guy that was always out there trying to have some fun and, and trying to bring fun to people, um, you know, whether it was through the sports I played or, or after, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of, you know, as we know, there's a lot of bonding and a lot of cool moments that happen when you gather to play sports. So I was always the guy trying to, you know, keep the fun going, you know?
0: Absolutely. So speaking of that, we have to talk about your career. And, and, and it's different than most nine to fives, that's for sure. So, but I, I like different. And I want to talk about, you know, the sports entertainer, uh, you've been doing this for quite some time, walk us through how it all started. And, you know, you mentioned off record, how long you've been doing it for, but people that don't know, uh, just give us a background on the whole thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was in Ottawa, I was in and out of university, kind of like Frank, the tank was in old school, (laughs) trying to, trying to figure out what to do with my life. And, um, you know, my buddy says, Hey, do you want to come to the Sens game? They were playing at the civic center before the new arena um and i'm like sure let's go so it's saturday night we go out to the game and you know we all go to sporting events to have fun to let loose cheer on the team and i i don't know i always joke with people like maybe our feet were frozen or our hands were frozen but there was no no one was clapping no one was into the game so it was a perfect storm you know guys it was like third period eight minutes to go we're down by goal to winnipeg i look at my buddy i'm um, in the middle my even my seats were in the perfect location like dead center Um, which was rare I always used to sit up in the you know the top level and I was just like I've had enough so I got up and I started to go crazy and and uh, the section in front of me is like what the heck's he doing and they just realized I was like you know that guy or girl at at an event that just says okay we need to do something and it was like that was the moment but my need to do something was in front of 10,000 people (laughs) right so uh, the crowd looks at me they're all a little stunned and Go back down and sit back down and kind of like this adrenaline's going through me. There's a buzz in the arena. And you know, I joke with people that that could, that could have been it, right? A funny moment. They happen all the time where someone does something in their seat and ha ha ha. But I kept going. And the next whistle, they played uh, I think it was everybody dance now. And I got up from my seat and I went to the aisle, it started to go absolutely berserk up and down the aisle and losing my mind. And the crowds just looking at me going, I think this is, I think this is really happening. <laughs> And that was it. I mean, that, I really believe that, well, I've lived it. I, I, I know that I wouldn't be talking to you guys. I know that I wouldn't have had, you know, 1500 events in 41 States and nine provinces in, under my belt. Had I just got up the first time it would just have been yeah. a funny little hit. Right. right. So is there any liquid it,
4: courage behind that the first couple of times?
3: You know, it's, it's a, it's a very fair <laughs> question. When I used to speak to high school kids, they were dying to ask me that. <laughs> um, mommy, daddy, is he sober? The first night I was 100% sober, which is funny looking back on it, which I've sort of done. It's like Saturday night. Why weren't we having at least the beer? You know what I mean? And we weren't. My buddy and I, we weren't. But the next time when they asked me to come back, my buddy and I went to the bar across the street, this like perfect, you know, it's not there anymore, Villa Deli, this hole in the wall bar across from the arena. I think I had six, seven, eight drinks <laughs> before I got to the game when they asked me to come back. And my buddy that was with me convinced me every shot and every beer. Yeah, I'll get up with you. It'll be great. We'll get this whole place rocking. Of course he doesn't. And I do. And I realize you can't get a place rocking after that many drinks.
4: (laughs) Wow. Cameron, you've got a way of bringing people together, getting people out of their comfort zones. Is, Is that a hard thing to do? I mean, I'm assuming it's nerve wracking the first few times, but you know, you've been doing it so long. How easy is it to do now?
3: Well, there's, that's a thoughtful question. Cause there's a couple of ways to look at that. There's the, you know, if, if I was to go to a game tonight and there's 18,000 people, I still get the nerves and excited. I'm not nervous, but I get the nerves. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've built up a muscle of putting myself out there and, and what it feels like and what it looks like and how to react to people. So, um, you know, for me, it's, you know, I have the confidence now that I, you know, didn't have in the early days uh, of what to do with the crowd. There's a, different. there's, a, there's a lot of people that we know, you know, we can make a list now, uh, our buddy, John or Laura, whoever could get up in front of a crowd and do something funny, mm-hmm. but it's like what you do with the crowd after you do something funny that also I believe is why I've had this career. Right. Um, because once you get their attention and you win them over, I think that's truly when, you know, when I've, I thought about this in a lot of different ways because I wrote a book on it, but that's when the magic happens. Right. Cause that's when they're with you. Right.
4: Right. You know? right.
3: So, I mean, you've been all over the place.
4: What are, what are some of the more unique places that you've done? Some of your performances, like <laughs> I mean,
3: something that's kind of out there. Like, wow. I never thought, Oh you'd be here. man, the list is long, but you know, the first thing that I thought of was Belfast, Northern Ireland. I went over there and I think it was 2012 and I landed in London to connect. And there's like bombs going off in Belfast. And I was like, huh maybe this isn't the best time to go and it wasn't like the serious back in the day type of bombings but it was uh you know there was some there was some action on the ground so to speak so i get to uh belfast and the gm of the team's a canadian guy and he's like yeah we're having some troubles in town but don't worry the jerseys are teal so we're neutral i'm like oh thanks (laughs) So the next thing I know, I'm in the Jersey, uh, in the local open air shopping mall, handing out tickets to make sure there's enough people at the game. <laughs> and I was like, uh, should I get paid in advance for this?
0: <laughs> That's unreal. Cameron, uh, 2010, the Olympics. Um, we all remember what happened there, especially on the hockey side of things, but just in general, you know, we're Canadian, right? Well, I think we're pretty passionate about that. Um, you're there, not, competing in the Olympics, but you're doing your job. Uh, Walk us through just how how special that was for you and maybe just walk us through the experience.
3: Yeah, the Olympics in Vancouver was crazy. A friend of mine um, found the name of the person. I mean, a lot of these gigs comes from finding the right person, right? Who's gonna say, I'll give you a shot. I think that a lot of people forget that. Like, oh, you're at the NBA Finals. It's like, well, how did that happen, right? You don't just show up and go, I'm here, right? So I got in the door. Um, it took a while. They thought they originally this, you guys will love this. They, I sent them my demo and they're like, Oh yeah, we should get you to do some curling. I'm like, you didn't watch my demo, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, you know, doing the Olympics for a guy from Ottawa who, uh, you know, I, I was in salt Lake, uh, but not officially. So to be officially there with, you know, a pass and to be asked to represent Canada was, I mean, what there's no greater thrill in my career, uh, you know, than that full experience. Uh, and then to be there for the women's and men's gold medal games, I was right behind uh, Crosby when he scored. Jumped in the crowd, hugged people, took took a picture with like me with like, where everyone's celebrating. Ran downstairs to my locker room, showered, <laughs> grabbed all my stuff, put it in a bag because my I had a stage manager who was flying back that night. He had to drop it off where I was staying, and I was like, "All right, let's party." <laughs> And uh, I had been like so disciplined, and so I was doing two two games a day, you know, for thirteen days. So it was it was crazy, and saying yes to every opportunity as and well. And a lot of like work, from, I
4: suppose, too. I mean, you, you got to have a lot of energy to do two games per day. You know what I mean? We've seen. Yeah, it. I mean,
3: I went into it uh, in the best shape of my life. I, you know, I I I, I tell the story because it's I think it's a good story. I, I hired a, a nutritionist. I hired a a trainer. Um, they're paying me well. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Don't go out. Don't be the guy out partying. Cause you can't show up the next day and do two games. And I, I was in the zone. I'm you know, I was just like, I was there and um, it was my gold medal moment in many ways, you know, and I challenged a lot of people to have theirs and um, <laughs> I'll never forget, um, you know, the high of that, like just the high and I was on TV all over the place and like, this is amazing. And people recognizing you and dancing on, on tables after Canada one in Vancouver, just like it was electric. Right. And two weeks later, I'm flying to uh, South Dakota to perform in a rapid city rush hockey game. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, what? Walking through the parking lot of my hotel from my Howard Johnson's to the arena. And then I got into the locker room and I gave myself an attitude check and I was like, there's five thousand people here tonight. How lucky am I to be part of that with them, right? Exactly, yeah. Get over yourself, buddy.
4: <laughs> yeah. So you moved up from a hojo to a travel lodge, then.
3: <laughs> uh, not yet, not yet.
4: <laughs> Cameron, what are some of the best experiences you've done? Uh, I know Drew and I were looking, you know, over some video footage. I mean, Malcolm, when he took over the show, that was pretty cool. Um, and and also, what were some of your worst experiences?
3: Yeah, well, your Malcolm reference was the Vancouver uh, Sevens Rugby where I started to dance and I turn around and there's a bunch of young kids dancing and then there's one kid who won't stop dancing and then the crowd, I move out of the way and he takes over. Malcolm's, a, at the time, 18-year-old boy with Down syndrome. And, I mean, if you watch the video more than once, I've watched it 100 times or more, it's still, to me, like, there's still part of me that's like, that was planned. Like, look at it. Like, how was it not
2: planned? Yeah.
3: <laughs> And it was not planned. You know what I mean? Like, but how crazy was it that I was in that aisle? Right. And I think that that's what I've learned guys is like, you just when those moments happen and whether it's at a big event like that, or like I said, a minor league game and, you know, some of these smaller towns, it's like, you kind of own them, you know, and that to me is the part of the magic and it doesn't matter the scale. It's the connection. Right. Um, so You know, some of the best moments, I mean, you know, doing five NBA finals in a row, four in Cleveland, one in Toronto, being on a parade, uh, being in the parade in Cleveland uh, on a float with Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper. That was kind of (laughs) weird. I don't know if that was best or worst. That was (laughs) was cool. (laughs) That was a little nuts. Um, And the worst, I mean, you know, when I got injured, I mean, when I've been hospitalized, you know, a bunch of different times for some pretty you know, sprained, uh, at, you know, falling down in front of Mark Cuban and Cubans like calling the paramedics. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Um,
3: I felt you know, the, the craziest one, like funniest, craziest one was fu- uh, the ECHL finals in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And there's 12,000 people packed house against Alaska fell down the stairs and everyone thought it was a bit. And I'm like, I'm not a stunt man. You know what I mean? And so I, uh, I, I, I got up and, and they were like, oh, he's serious. So I go and I get iced and the doctor's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then I come back with like my, I, my ankle iced up on crutches and I get the crowd going for the rest of the game.
0: <laughs> That's unbelievable. Jay, I have to ask this one question though, in that same aisle at the rugby game, how about the one guy dressed up as Ace Ventura? Like, what, what was that about?
3: Well, it was a Halloween sort of festival oh. there. Like people dress up and it's like nobody else dressed up in that video.
0: I was waiting for Dan Marino to come down the, down the aisle, but he was not coming down the aisle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, there, I mean, if you, there, there's some interesting outfits, but yeah, most people get dressed up. It's like a Halloween costume festival thing. And yeah, I mean, there's so many, I could do a full Ted talk, a 20 minute talk on just that video of the characters and the people and the timing and, the spontaneity of, I mean, we know, you go to sporty events and I've said to a lot of people, uh, sports producers and everyone over the last year and a half with this pandemic, I'm like, when things open up, rip up the script and stop like overproducing events, right? Like let moments breathe. Let things just happen. Yeah, let things and stop like, you know, wouldn't you guys wouldn't believe how many times I'm like, okay, that was amazing, huge play, this just happened. And I'll tell my stage manager who has a walkie-talkie, to go to the producer and say okay next whistle let's do this They're like no we can't we gotta sell the oh, i don't know tulips yeah. the, from the local yeah. forest i'm like no you don't you can do wait. it at the next time out you know what i mean so speaking of your stage manager do you pick your own soundtracks when you're at venues i mean you pick a few songs that you like at the right time but otherwise i know it's it's not my show so i always like to you just go, go in and adapt yeah go with the flow but there's certain moments where if I know I'm doing a big hit that you want to make sure it's not, you know, Adele or something. Hello. Hello. Okay. I want
0: to bring up uh, that you're an author and that's awesome because I, I can really read half the time. So you're an author, wrote a book. Uh, can we talk about it? King of cheer. Uh, walk us through what that means to you.
3: Well, a buddy yeah. of mine said I'm the only friend of his that wrote a book that's never read one. So that that felt really good. <laughs> Uh, and I looked at him and I said, one more than you, buddy. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've been collecting my, these stories for, you know, my whole career, my whole life, basically. And for some reason, I, I've kept everything as well. I mean, I, I'm holding in my hand a tape of my first interview on the Fan 590 from 1995. Oh, cool. Like I've kept everything, every article. So when I went to sit down a couple of years ago, when I committed to putting my book together, not only did I have journals and, you know, documents in, on a laptop, but I had all the sort of paraphernalia and, and articles to help me jog my memory and help me go, oh, wait, like, oh, that night you performed in Odessa in a rodeo barn, <laughs> you know, and on and on and on, and all these other sort of crazy moments. So the book is a collection of, you know, short stories that have a narrative. And then as part of it's a narrative of, you know, starting off and you know, kind of not making the team. And, you know, my mother passed away at a young age from breast cancer and she inspired me to, you know, to lead with my heart. And I feel like, you know, if you do that, you can make a lot of mistakes, but you can't go wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then I talk about sort of the, some of the better fun crazy moments from the minor league games to, you know, performing at center court at the U S open. So out of all the venues you've done, I mean, I'm
4: curious, I'm sure our listeners are too. What is the one, Place you were just why am i here why am i doing this here like you know that oddball. yeah we understand nhl games nba stuff like i mean have you been at like uh a cricket final or something you know something that's just really really weird and you're going i can't believe i'm doing this here
3: (laughs) yeah i mean there was a cricket match in barbados canada uh was playing in a cricket tournament so that was weird and then there was a rain delay uh so it was just wasn't going to happen like they weren't going to play the rest of the day. So it's the the first time I've ever drank with fans in the crowd. (laughs) We were shooting some promos as well. So we just started drinking rum with fans and we started filming me dancing with fans and it was awesome. Uh, I I think the bigger one is just the U S open tennis. I mean, they said no to me, like no way 2010. And then eventually they said, all right, we'll try you out. Right. Mm -hmm. And them being open-minded led to me performing there for eight years. And, you know, some of the best moments of my career.
0: So speaking of that, sorry, in 2011, I can't say his name properly. So I'm gonna let you say it, but you got Novak, uh, to dance on the court, Djokovic there it is after his match. How special was that?
3: Yeah, Novak and I had a few sort of interactions and then it led to the big moment where he was being interviewed live on ESPN. After a match, the early rounds where it wasn't as you know tense and serious mm-hmm. and Brad Gilbert, the host says, oh, there he is. There's the guy. And they po- call me to come down. I'm like, you're kidding me. Right Is It's just really happening one of those moments. and was live on ESPN and there's a big security guard that you see in the video going stop. And Novak's like, no, he's with me. I'm like, yeah, I'm with Novak. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put an, I love New York t-shirt on him and, uh, you know, strangle him and he starts twirling it. Mm And I mean, it was surreal. It was crazy. He won it that that year. No big deal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You guys still chummy chummy. Hey, (laughs) um, yeah, he doesn't know my name, but yeah, we're really good friends. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, I mean, this is like the best story of what leads to something of not saying no, like to anyone listening where you're like, you get the no. They eventually said yes to me. And then like a year after that Novak moment, I'm performing at Roger Federer's charity event where I'm surprising Roger Federer at his charity event because his agent who called me said, I'm the only one to ever make Roger laugh during a match. And right. I was like, what? I don't know. Like, There's a video that's got like 5 million views of Roger. He's supposed to be focused and he's watching me. And so I, and I did it for two years in a row and he's backstage and he's giving me advice on how to get the crowd going. And I'm just like, am I really back to your thing? That was probably in the moment you own it, but then you walk away and you're like, oh my God. (laughs) And if you're not having that, then you probably shouldn't be there. Right. So have you ever tried, I'm just curious
4: to get on, I'm imagining it'd be a little tough, but doing like a master's or a traditional yeah, open or any golf event, like that's gotta be tough. I'm guessing. Um,
3: I've, you know, it's interesting guys. I've had conversations with a lot of different events and then they kind of chicken out or uh, it doesn't work out for whatever reason. Like waste, uh, but yeah, I talked to, I talk to the waste management,
4: open. waste management open would be perfect for you. On the yeah.
3: I think yeah. it would in ish. There's also like, do they really need me? You know, it'd get a hell of a lot louder, I think. Ish. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, at the right moment, if they would let me come down on the green and and like do the t-shirts, and then you get like Bubba Watson to do it with you or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there could be some fun there.
4: There's no spikes, eh? No spikes.
3: <laughs> but then again, you flip that conversation. You go, well, okay, we don't need you at the waste management, but maybe at like an event at the European Tour that's fun, but not needs a little, right, yeah, a little, right. a little more fun, right?
0: Well, so speaking of golf and you've traveled everywhere, it seems like, do you golf? Not well.
4: <laughs> he plays I like do
3: cool. everything okay. I'm the guy that's safe, you know? Safe <laughs>
4: player. So Cameron yeah. can play with me, but not with you, Drew. Okay, there was the answer.
0: Okay, so where are some of the places that you've got to play golf? Uh,
3: Dominican Republic on a pretty cool course. Um, I went to the golf course where the European tour is based. I took a $160 cab ride to go there to have a meeting about getting hired. And my driver waited, the guy waited for me in the parking lot and they didn't hire me. So that was a fun golf experience, <laughs> A classic case of bet on yourself.
0: What about uh case? Okay, so you're, you're living in BC and whereabouts again?
3: I'm in Victoria right now.
0: Okay. So do you play at a home tractor
3: in Victoria or no? No. Are you, are you? No, no you want me to it's just yeah. leading somewhere
0: yeah we need you golfing cameron you you, never, oh, you need
3: me golfing i'm a lefty
0: okay we don't need you golfing
3: That's, yeah it gives me exactly. a chance okay you want a story about golf
0: oh yeah love stories
3: 2002 i'm in salt lake i'm hosting a tv show on the comedy network in canada we get access to mike weir who lives there uh it's 2002 i'm i'm skiing at a local ski resort with mike weir and brian stemmel who is a canadian olympic skier one of the best ever and we're filming this interaction we're filming us skiing we're filming mike and i on the chairlift he wins the masters two months later right in april 2002 we lost the footage of us skiing together and hanging out (sighs) are you kidding me i mean i think i'd be be a bigger i would have been a tv star (laughs) that would have been my break (laughs) you're the reason behind him winning probably cameron yeah the pep talk on that chairlift <laughs> might have something to do with it.
0: Well, y- your tongue was stuck to the pole. Yeah, up.
3: probably. <laughs> yeah, among other things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's go to our uh, segment. Questions from the gallery sponsored by Molson Coors. Uh, meet new Busy Heart Seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack is something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. Uh, please drink and drive responsibly. Don't drive. Don't drink and drive. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Call a cab. You want to try that again? No, we're good. <laughs> the, <okay. laughs> so don't drink and drive. There it is. There you go. Uh, favorite beer?
3: Um, oh, my God. Creamore. Sorry? Creamore. It's a, it's a uh, micro beer from Ontario. Fair enough. Uh,
0: what Hold is- on. I want, sorry, I, want, I wanted to ask you, Dan, so when you're doing all these, um, like pumping the crowd up, you're doing it sober?
3: 100% sober. Uh, like I said, only two times that I've drank. One, the second time, the Senators asked me back. And two, when I was in Barbados <laughs> at a cricket tournament, drinking rum the, during a rain delay.
4: And I'm guessing it's because A, you're being paid by the club, and B, it's an insurance policy.
3: And C, it's impossible to perform at that level. Okay, there you go. That's, you know, yeah. I mean, I've had team, back in when I started out, I had team executives say, hey, if you need a few beers. And, and, you know, I realized that very fast that once you get into the right headspace, you don't need any, you know, you find your own ticket to how to get in the right headspace, state of mind, right? Right. So you've been to
4: many, 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 many sporting events. Of all the sporting events, what's your personal favorite
3: sport? Hockey is definitely my favorite thing. I think I add a lot of more value to hockey as well. And who's your team? I'd love doing, uh, who's my team? Who's paying me this week? (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. I mean, that's a tough one because the other night I almost tweeted this out. Uh, Three of my favorite teams are playing tonight. And then it's like, wait a minute. Like you can't, you know, I'm, I'm neutral, except, you know, I've done 65 games in Vegas, 65. Wow. So I, you know, the cover of my book's a picture of me and Vegas. So I have like a, I, I, I was there the preseason game, you know, I've been there through it all. I've watched, you know, I remember there's a picture of me kissing a woman's stomach who's pregnant in the September of, no, October 2017. And now that kid's like four, (laughs) like, so I've watched kids grow up, you know, in some of these markets and um, I'm Ottawa, I'm from Ottawa. So, I mean, you know, if Ottawa was playing Vegas, it would not be a fun day for me, but I'm from Ottawa.
0: Okay. How many t-shirts do you wear to a game?
3: Or when um, not wear- the most I've ever had, like in a locker room when I show up is, I think it was 320 in, in Cleveland at a Cavs game. And how many? Uh, wear- so my help, my helper would be like walking like this, like, <laughs> Um, and then the most I've ever worn is like 20, 20 something at a time, which is like you can't breathe, right? When do you You're need a nutritionist, yeah. Speaking of yeah, exactly. I used to be a size medium too, right?
0: Dude, I would have pitters through all those sweaters or all those shirts. <laughs> you ever just like pitters shirt for me coming from the crowd?
3: I listened to uh my first interview ever the other day, and it said, uh, who gets the last shirt of the night? And I was like, Oh, that's a special fan gets that one, wink. <laughs> <laughs> <One point. laughs>
4: <laughs> so, Cameron, uh, golf wise, we're going to get back to some golf questions. Who would be your ultimate foursome? Anybody you could play golf with, who would be the foursome?
3: Foursome in golf?
4: Yeah, anybody you want.
3: Mike Weir, mm-hmm. Roger Federer, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid. That's a nice one. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I like that. You're about the. We've Paige Spiranak would be our, my caddy. Who? no. yeah. Paige Spirinac, oh, the, okay. uh Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yep. You're yep. like our hundredth and 101st guest, I believe. And you're number five that hasn't said Tiger Woods. So you're out there.
3: No, I'm good.
0: All right. Okay. I think once you started doing this, like the t-shirt throwing stuff, they were like, well, we need to get those guns that shoot the t-shirts out. Will you ever use those?
3: That's the most insulting things that anyone's ever asked me.
0: Really? No,
3: I, I will never use a t-shirt gun. Okay. I don't need to look at this. So <laughs> I got two. I got two. In in this is in June. There's video evidence of this. I'm at a uh, Vegas game. I'm coming up the aisle. Derek Carr had rang the like uh, the horn at the game, and he's sitting in the section there where I'm walking up. And someone's like, "Hey, Derek Carr's up there. Derek Carr's up there." I'm like, "Great." You know, I I don't know Derek Carr, so I finally I take a minute and I see him and I'm like, "Hey, Derek, get up." And I'm like 20 rows away, at least. I take the t-shirt. I don't even tie it. I tighten the t-shirt. I get him to stand up. Everyone's watching. I gun the greatest throw of my career right in the po- right in the hands. And he was looking at me like, that was insane. The crowd went nuts. Some lady filmed it. It was the best. Um, so I don't know what my point is, but um, I, 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 <laughs> I, I try you, to get good aim. Back. I try to make the t-shirt a special delivery every game if I can.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Troy.
3: You go ahead. I'm I got one stew in here.
0: Okay. Uh well, I just insulted the man. So uh <laughs> best golf course. No, I'm
3: I'm over it. But I mean, I did start out in 95, like kind of 95, and, and I remember going to a uh baseball winter meetings with my booking agent at the time in like 97, 98, and they had like our booth where we were selling halftime acts, which was weird enough as it was. Um, And then the booth next to us, which was the t-shirt cannons. And I was like, what a weird life I'm living, you know? And looking back at it, it's like, it's just so funny to think that the the different sort of history of things that work in sports, right? I mean, even from the the acts that my agent at the time was representing to, you know, t-shirt guns and cannons and how that's just even, you know, exploded. I mean, it's such a huge thing. So Cameron growing up, like I'm
4: I'm going back to your
3: elementary days,
4: high school days. Were you were you the guy, were you the class clown, were you the guy that had everyone, you know, laughing, having a good
3: time? In grade school I was sort of um fun but not completely out there and then once high school hit, I just kind of, you know, um after my mom passed away unfortunately, was the spark that just made me go like what have you got to lose, you know? And I became Mr. Spirit and school president. And then I went to university. I wore a watermelon on my head. And I just kind of like, I didn't care. I cared, which is ironic. I actually cared a lot. I cared a lot about people having fun, right. but I didn't care what, you know, I, I, of course I cared what people think about me. Every entertainer who says they don't is, is, is lying. You just get used to the balance between do they like me and does it matter, right? Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's the next gig you got going on? Uh, the next gig I have is Minnesota with the wild. And then, uh, I'm doing some rodeo in Vegas, doing the golden Knights, and, uh, and putting it out there. So I guess to piggyback that question, how often are you home? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a weird question because of the, you know, the state of the last few years, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to go on road trips and go hard, like go for a couple of weeks and then come back, chill and go out again. Um, but at the same time, I'm pretty excited to get out there now because it's been a while and, you know, I haven't performed at a wild game in almost two years. I haven't performed at a Vegas game since like last June. So that's not that bad. But um, yeah, once you get out there, it's great.
0: So, I, I mean, during the pandemic, were you doing any team bonding stuff via Zoom or no?
3: I did a lot of weird stuff during zoom, like some really weird, like virtual meetings and crashing meetings. And
0: you're throwing shirts at the camera. You're like, Hey, take it.
3: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, you know, sales meetings would hire me. Cause they're like, we need to do something different. Bring in the crazy t-shirt guy. And, um, and, and then I would do a lot of promotional videos for people just cause it was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, someone's bought mitzvah. I'm like, Oh, FaceTime her. Sure. <laughs> But it was fun to say yes. And then it got really awkward. Like a guy in Italy is like, hey, I met you at the US Open. I'm really lonely. Do you want to say hi? I'm like, okay. Next thing I know, I'm having, I'm not kidding. I was just like, sure. I mean, you know, I've got a friend in Milan now. That's-
4: <laughs> hi. Yeah. Sorry. I just, that's funny. It, it, it's amazing. And
3: then a guy, but here's the funny part about that. Sorry. And then I was on a Instagram live, which I used to do a lot of because it was fun. And then a guy from Minnesota who I met at a game ended up buying the guy from Milan's father a book and sending it to him because he heard the story. And he's like this whole keep spreading the cheer vibe. So
4: it's just amazing what the pandemic has done for humanity. Honestly, it's just it's changed a lot of people in different ways and mostly positive ways, too. Right. I mean. When, when, have yeah. zoom meetings every day and you know, you want to talk, you know, we, we couldn't talk to our grandfather. We had to do it over zoom. Well, that was just a gong show in itself, but it made everybody laugh. Right. You got 12 family members there. Grandpa's snoring in the corner on the camera and we're just basically, Hey guys, how you doing? You know, it's like, not our grandpa. That's <laughs> their own room. Like, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it
3: can, at the end of the day, we realized what the, how much we need to be connected. Right. I think yeah. that's why I'm so happy to be back out there. It's why, you know, you see some crowds just electric, you know. You still see Canadian, you know, NHL crowds on their, you know, sitting down with a minute left when they're tied to all and it drives me nuts. Right. I know, I know Drew. Why gonna... is that guys? We got, uh, a, we got I a problem.
0: It's frustrating. Like I, I, when I watch a game and I don't, I don't know what it is, everyone just like this. <laughs> on their phones. Right. And, and like, not into the game. Like, aren't you paying good money to watch the best people at, at their jobs, do it like enjoy
3: it. Get up. There's a weird thing though, like because collectively, I think Canadian NHL markets, you know, you you could put a Canadian NHL market during the playoffs up against the bigger US market, not show what team it is and just have the crowd noise. And I think it'd be comparable um, for the most part. But you go look at a regular season game and you're like watching the last two minutes. And I'm like, I've been at these games. It's like Edmonton, Calgary. And I'm like, there's a minute to go. Uh, Calgary just tied it or it's two all like this team needs you ask every player on both benches mm. if the crowd makes a difference it's a unanimous yes yeah so like show up and you know it's funny you say that Cameron like I've been to
4: every sport major sporting event uh, I've only been to two NBA games and to this day and anyone asks me I always say NBA is by far the best live sport because the crowd is always interactive there's always something going on whether it be music being playing in the background, guys throwing t-shirts into the, into the, crowd, in the crowd, guys sweeping the floor at one end while the play is being at the other. I don't know. I always, I always say NBA is probably the live best sport to be at. But what's your opinion?
3: Well, I mean, the, the thing with NBA is because of the amount of scoring, it, 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 it's easier, right? It helps. Like, and that's why there's the close games and the back and forth and you know, 30 seconds left. Everyone on your feet. You know, it's different because of the NHL and the flow of the game. But it doesn't excuse people from not getting up with like, you know, to me, if you're if you're if you're playing Winnipeg against Montreal and you're in Montreal and it's 2-1 Montreal, get on your feet to cheer on the boys so that Winnipeg doesn't tie it. Right. Or if you're down by a goal, get on your feet. Right. Um, So I think there's times and there's no excuses. There's other times where I get it. You're enjoying the game. You're with your friends and you don't always have to be involved. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm see and I, I always felt like like uh, when, when i would go scout for hockey obviously i'm doing my job if i was there as a fan i always notice in the western hockey league for example because we watch it all the time you know during the whistle and there's a timeout or whatever it's and then they get really loud and then the puck drops gone yeah
3: L- library well so maybe we should make what? a sign saying you were allowed to cheer during the game <laughs> yeah. yeah no
4: kidding like
0: exactly like, and, that, and, and that's home advantage right like like, you don't want a road team coming into your barn being like, this is easy, right? Yeah. I want people yelling at us. But I think a lot of the respect and characters just, I think, change from the crowd, right? It's all quiet and we don't I, want to say anything too I, bad. And I right.
4: think Drew said a perfect thing, though, too, is these things are out there all the time and there's, you know, people are on them a lot more than watching the game, right? Yeah. So,
3: yeah, I mean, they should turn off the Wi Fi in the third period. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any baseball? Cameron? I've done a lot of baseball. Yeah. That'd I used cool. to do the blue Jays back in back in the day. Um, and then I've done a lot of minor league baseball. I did the Dodgers game too. So the minor league baseball is a lot of fun because um, you know, you're outside and they promote a lot of events at minor league baseball. Right. Now, my last question is maybe we can get you, you know, to Regina We'll put
4: you on a shuttle bus, get you 20 minutes out to pilot Butte, maybe get, uh, get you at a pilot Butte storm game while Drew's coaching. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's always, it's funny. I have a list of places I've always wanted to go and that's on there, which is so ironic.
4: <laughs> yeah, but you oh. have to throw like
3: Canadian goose. If balls. not, I'll add it to it. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> You'd have to throw jackets though because it's freezing in our rink, unfortunately. So
3: <laughs> Okay, yeah.
0: You can throw t-shirts. Uh,
3: how many people play in your rink? I mean, how many people does it sit?
0: Mm, playoffs? 50?
3: 500? Okay. You 50? You say 50? You <laughs> 50, I meant like two that's teams. I was a joke. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: I'm know. i over it now.
4: <laughs> hey, that sounded like somebody else.
0: Yeah. Cameron. Okay, Cameron?
3: <laughs> I'm over it too.
0: My last uh, question for you. And I think Troy's, and we always do this, uh, some, and this is a, a great guest today. Okay. So a piece of advice for a young listener or an old listener, whatever it is on what it takes, you know, to make it in life, whether it's a doctor or a. Uh, a professional (laughs) hockey player or sports entertainer or just, you know, doing what you want to do in life. Uh, Just some good thought on that. And yeah, wrap it up.
3: Um, You know, you got to go with what you first think about, which for me is like, keep showing up. You know, I mean, I looked at a demo tape recently uh, that I did in that, you know, 20 some years ago, and I looked at the videos and I'm like, well, Some of the gigs that were in the video, I didn't even get paid to do. I just showed up to say, hey, this is what I can do. You know, the US Open didn't want to pay me. They paid me a dollar. But because I showed up, it led to, you know, Roger Federer has a quote on the back of my book. And I'm not saying that to be, oh, look at me, because it's, I've never said, I've never done anything to be look at me. It's more, look how much fun we can have if we just let go of it. And I think show up for a lot of people is important because you're not always going to have that belief muscle going. But the more you show up, the more you do, and the more opportunities come, and the more you're planting the seeds, so to speak, and you're watering those opportunities by showing up, showing up, showing up. And my book, really, my story is about showing up. I showed up at a game, and I wanted to do something different, and and now I get to show up at you know, you know, over a thousand plus games around the world, and I'm I'm, I'm super grateful for that, you know.
4: Awesome, I, you know, I, I know said last question, but. Tis the season. We are approaching Christmas. Speaking of your book, King of Cheer, where can our uh, listeners grab it?
3: Uh, Cameronhughes.tv. I have black and white and I have color. Can Ooh. you believe it? Awesome. Yeah. Cameron Hughes. A little King of Cheer and TV. Color. It's hard to contain your excitement. I can feel it. <laughs> you said Cameronhughes.tv? Yeah. Okay. There's do, you know, do you know at one point, you want an interesting fact? I love interesting facts. At one point, SaskTel Center was the top three places I'd performed in my career. You didn't that's know it. that. Really? Really? You didn't know that, did you?
4: I did not know that. And and why? Well, golf- World
3: Juniors, CIS, Memorial Cup, Blades, Rush. Oh. Huh. You ever do wrestling? <laughs> no, that's funny, but I I don't know. I <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying it, you know? it would be cool. Be a good crowd yeah. or UFC. That'd be kind of fun. Well, yeah, they go with the right attitude. They're ready to rumble, so to speak, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Cameron, uh, I appreciate coming on today. Troy does as well. Um, so. I hope we do. Who's Troy?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Right? Oh, oh uh, cut,
3: cut. Edit that out. <laughs> no, no edit. You guys are beauties. I, I appreciate you having me. Enjoyed the uh, chat and the thoughtful questions. Likewise.
0: Appreciate it, Cameron. We'll have to do it again. Uh, best of luck with uh, all the... What do you call them events have fun <laughs> throw as many t-shirts as you can don't use one of those t-shirt guns because you got to oh you
3: were listening good i'm glad <laughs>
0: <laughs> cameron here's everybody thank you so much cameron. thanks
3: guys merry christmas
0: last mountain distillery is a proud sponsor of off the hosel podcast located and distilled in lumsden saskatchewan Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. The heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment in producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling, naturally-infused pickle vodka, our naturally-infused organic cherry whiskey, apple pie moonshine, and more. Our craft distilling process brings out f- the full flavor of grain and leaves a smooth finish like, unlike any other. Be sure to check them out at any retailer around the province. Nothing better than supporting local and enjoying a taste for all. righty, Episode 101. 101 Dalmatians. 101 podcast, 101 Off the Hossles. How are you? Cameron Hughes. Uh, boys, not sure if you guys heard this one yet. Probably haven't, but like I said in the intro Cameron he's funny, good dude, uh great at his job, no uh no questions asked I'd hire him I mean, fuck he's great, great for events, good dude, go ahead and hire him, yeah, it Bush
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyhow
0: he was uh yeah no if if I could hire him, I would there oh I should be okay. that way, there we go. Long story short, good dude, uh, good, uh, good interview. I, ho- I hope everyone enjoyed it. I don't know what the hell I'm going to say now. Okay, he's just wearing different t- types of turf and he's throwing it at people. <laughs> turf, yeah, <laughs> for turf, for turf, my boys. Okay, what uh, what else you guys got here for the recap?
1: I got a question. Shoot. Well, I got two questions. Uh, the first one is the dill pickle vodka good from yes. last mountain
0: yes never had it yes it okay. is it's good in caesars but i'm not a big caesar guy though oh i've heard it's very good though yeah you're not a lot of things guy that's no, fine okay. yeah like a beer guy nope the but... second
1: the second thing we were maybe or maybe not talking earlier male celebrity who would you want to be
0: yep i'm gonna start this off okay if I could be one male celebrity out of everyone, wait, I'm picking. Hold on, hold on. Actors, they're not like hockey players this year, right? No, just like just famous people, like who, okay. like who's lifestyle, like okay, who you want to be Matthew McConaughey. I don't know how's how do you say his fucking name? Are we
1: are we talking okay. about man rockets or just just who you like just be?
0: lifestyle? Yeah, good, like yeah, just like who's Oof. okay? Um, that's that's what I'm picking with because like
1: can't dirty, say Tiger
0: Woods. No, <laughs> no, Donald Trump that's offensive (laughs) ryan ryan gosling really oh missile 100 suits good looking dude oh yeah whoever played
1: harvey specter on suits gabriel mac Mac. handsome bugger yeah that's not my that's not my answer
0: we're just going strictly off looks right now hey
1: uh, apparently, yeah, it turned into a man-missile segment <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> but I got my answer. I know that. Well, who is it? Well, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. See, I used to get that lots all all time. I used to like Brad Pitt. They said but <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, I did, honestly. When I did look at my you know? I did. I had the hair. Uh, oh, yeah. But especially Moneyball. A yeah, Moneyball.
1: I mean, he looks good old, like in, in Snatch. Have you guys seen Snatch?
0: Oh, shredded. Seen one.
1: Really? Absolute. <laughs> uh But in like Fight Club, guy's ripped.
0: He's a handsome bugger. Yeah, Brad Pitt is a good looking dude. Or, But then that Artie's also that Leonardo DiCaprio looked, looked so similar. Yeah. Like they could go as, what did they say? it In that one movie, when they're the same people. Doppelganger. What's that movie? It's a... Uh, Oh, they're actors on a set in a it's like cowboys oh yeah there's none of those actors on a set in a What's movie that movie no like brad pitt plays a guy but then leonardo is like his doppelganger and like does like the stuff for him a stunt guy oh what the hell movie is that great movie i'll find it put that later and we'll Wait, be right later. back we didn't do the do where's your cars this weekend? where's your car you this weekend we uh Car stayed at home, but I did go to a party that was in the Harbor Landing, like right by the fucking airport. Oh yeah, like nine hundred. It was like a nine hundred dollar Uber. Oh, get all the way back east. We should did Uber sponsoring the pod, so you're good to go. Yeah, I yeah, I I needed it when we go to Vancouver. When we did go to Vancouver, well, we took a forty five minute Uber home from downtown Vancouver to Langley. Stack guy rip, get on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, fellas, I don't know what's. Jesus, is it Once
1: Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yep, okay. you got it. There awesome. it That was the movie. I'm here to pick up the slack, boys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> all, <laughs> all the way Fucking <laughs> okay, Yuba County, manner. California.
4: Shoopy doopy. All
1: right, boys. Oh, episode here we go. Here's 101,
0: my 101. Cameron Hughes. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Good to see you boys this week. Tori, thanks for jumping back in. As yeah, always. Me, Turner, always have seen you. Yep. Seen you remotely this week. We'll see you next week in person. Yeah. <laughs> what a tune. Everyone else. We'll talk next week. Peace. See ya. And when you hit
3: the knock, don't run under a tree. Heaven from heaven. Oh you and me. I come over here boy, Sam. And every
2: time it rains it rains. And don't you know it's crocodile? Every time it rains it rains, and don't you know it's crocodile? You find your fortune Poland, All over time, all of a town, all of a town.